podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everyone to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. My name's Ross McLeod and tonight we are going to talk about the best of 2019 so far. It's been a weird year to say the very least <laughs> in wrestling so far. New companies, old faces returning to WWE, the expansion of the NXT brand and the ever-flourishing of our own Scottish brand here in the UK. So, before we begin tonight's show, just a wee bit of housekeeping, if you want to look at our back catalogue and listen to other episodes we've done, interviews, reviews, previews, make sure to subscribe to us on all good Android podcasting sites, iTunes, you can also find us on Spotify and Anchor. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, just at Suplex Retweet. And we're also on YouTube and our web- we have a snazzy website as well, suplexretweet.com. You can find articles, opinion pieces, reviews, just general banter there. <laughs> also, uh, the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet uh, community page on Facebook if you want a-, want a place to come just to talk about wrestling your least favourite wrestler, your favourite wrestler, your favourite wrestler's favourite wrestler, like David Starr in our new interview by Stephen Wilson. Your favourite podcaster's least favourite podcaster. (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, so many things you can do to get in touch with us, guys. Just just find us on all of them. So let's meet the panel for tonight's best of 2019 show. I wanted the best. I was given the rest. The rest, that's still a stretch. <laughs> First up, a man who after a few hours in the sun looks like a mixture of a squashy and Steve Carell and 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> he is a four-time ESSR champion, a former SummerSlam quiz winner, a former spare change in the tin winner, a recipient of the Laura Care Charity Date Foundation, <laughs> and Christine Wilson's least favourite son, the Baron Corbin of ESSR, Stephen Wilson. Uh, can I correct you, Ross? It's a FATA! FATA! Suplex Retweet Champion. Yes, in the same week where Sean Spears appeared at AEW, the perfect 10 of ESSR <laughs> is at the building. Why did you try and fight the sea biscuit of ESSR? <laughs> I was about to say, is he behind you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Next up, this man can't eat kinder, loves handsome gender, and will be found on Tinder. Use, <laughs> use the code Hoagie Hoose Party for 10% off your first date, David Hockney. Hi, Ross. How are you? Now, props to those rhymes, by the way, that was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you very much. And up next, my favourite song's Mr. Brightside, and this man is a mistake. The reason I got a sibling instead of a pet, Scott McLeod. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Not the worst intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> How are you, Scott? I'm fine, I was doing better before that intro. And up next, this man is a master baker. He showed you his bloomers, he's flashed his baguette, and offered us all some sticky buns. Please welcome Paul Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Or <laughs> 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 MVEP Quacky Well, I could have struck off any worse name to give me That's probably the most hurtful one I've had. I literally, I typed out and went, oh, yeah, now it's gone. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it has to be said, let's go for it. <laughs> So, before we begin tonight, at Suplex Retweet, our Twitter account, we asked everyone before we came on the show some of their highlights of 2019 so far. Uh, our panellist Strack has said, 
Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano Baby. both times for NXT. Shut it, I'm talking. <laughs> Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. The Rey Mysterio Almas series. King Ricochet and uh, Alistair Black being a tag team. Uh, Derek Kernahan said Mr. Floppy being born. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you give yourself some praise. You're it's get- alive! <laughs> no, it wasn't. I think that was the problem. <laughs> uh, Grant McRobbie said at a live show he witnessed LAX versus the Lucha Bros for day three of Fight Club Pro. Uh, that guy always sees the most outlet, amazing <laughs> up at a hair. <laughs> he uh, knows uh, I love him, but I hate him. He also loved Osprey v. Ta- uh, ta- Takamichiroku. No. no. Shingo Takamichiroku. Right, thank you, Scott. Scott. Scott's our resident New Japan man, as is Grant McRobbie. You can find his latest article previewing the G1 on our website. Give David some praise, Takam, should know Chris still rest. <laughs> anyway, the best of the Super Junior final was Grant's answer. <laughs> uh, Daz Cardling said he was at full sale to see uh, Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole in Maybe. NXT. That's good. I'd get in. And Gordon says Baron Corbin is his highlight of the year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In fairness, Baron Corbin, <laughs> Baron Corbin is quite funny uh, when he wants to be. He seems, a, he seems a belter. Yeah. Yeah. He is in line for Employee of the Year at Applebee's, by the way. <laughs> he does get some unnecessary pelters, like pelters in the wrong way. But no, I, 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 I like Gordon's input on that one, that's good. So, the first thing we're going to talk about for 2019 so far is All Elite Wrestling. It's the most talked about thing at the start of the year the sorry at the end of 2018 I should say Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks teased a big announcement we knew their New Japan contracts were up we knew their Ring of Honor contracts were coming to an end we all thought WWE was coming but on the 1st of January this year they announced the formation of their own promotion backed by Tony Khan uh, Stephen what are your thoughts on AEW so far? Uh, I think it's it's delivered. It's mm. provided something about talking points in the in wrestling overall at the moment because uh, for the last so many years it's just been WWE, WWE with bits of New Japan and Ring of Honor. So it's shook up the whole industry, and I think what they've put on so far, what they've delivered in the ring, has been very good. It's been pretty much the standard we would expect. Scott. Uh, I really enjoyed it so far. They've delivered. They only had two shows so far, and they've really delivered on both of them. Uh, like you said, even said they're definitely a talking point, whether for good reasons or bad, as we've seen one at Fighter Fest. But uh, there's definitely the hype is is there, and it's getting everybody talking. Whether or not you're as, as behind them as some other people, and you whether or not you think they're credible competition, whether you've still got the hype around, which is always good when you're starting it. Dave. Uh, it's it's off to a flying start, definitely. Like you know, the guys have said it's only had like two sort of major shows. I think what we need to be aware of is is it's still a new company trying to find its feet. It's got a huge sort of pool of talent. They've got they seem to have a, a few good storylines in the works with setting up for future shows. Um, all I would say is, is I just wouldn't get too far ahead with it because. I mean, it's good to see that so many fans and like other talent have been invested in it. So I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. Definitely. Now, the biggest initial surprise I think was Tony Khan. I think a lot of people weren't surprised that they were going to launch a promotion, but when they pulled out the name Khan as yeah. associated with Fulham and the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was the thing that kind of shoot people like this guy's got major money. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is very going to get taken very seriously. Yeah, because you think Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, they draw, they've drawn the biggest Ring of Honor crowd. You know, mm-hmm. you've seen how far their crowds have fallen since they left. You thought 
although maybe get you know 10,000 every two months maybe for a pay-per-view but they won't get the regular success and then as you said that name Tony Khan but I do agree with the point David made well mm-hmm. let's not get to, something fans are doing online Kwaku that this is this promotion is the saviour of wrestling this pro it gets a bit much at times doesn't it uh, <laughs> pros and cons this is the thing mm-hmm. right now as a wrestling fan I want all wrestling to succeed mm-hmm. but there's an air of there's people that want another wrestling to fail mm-hmm. at the cost of their favourite to go up mm-hmm. it's like no that's not right and you got I would personally question are you actually wanting to enjoy wrestling and enjoy it for what it really is mm-hmm. or do you just want to be uh, for a lack of a uh, better term sectarian about it mm-hmm. and what's the point yeah, there was you'd a, rather see something fail than see everything succeed yeah exactly yeah. there was a tweet um, I, I can't remember who sent it so apologies if I'm not giving you credit here but it was basically in quotation marks I hate to admit it but Raw was really good the other night and it said why would you hate to admit that why would yeah. you hate to watch a wrestling well, show that's good you're in a bombing spell I mean if you look at the current like next three months of uh, wrestling you've got a revamp we'll talk about later on WWE product you've got mm-hmm. All Out coming up which had Wrestlemania like numbers we've got the the New Japan G1 Climax and uh, we've got NXT NXT UK on a weekly basis AEW just adds something a bit extra to it and it's mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan you just want the whole overall package to yeah. succeed yeah. otherwise yeah. think about it if for heaven forbid WWE was to somehow go bust which they probably won't they've got a solid structure behind the scenes they will not go bust unless something really bad happens um, AEW will then just be competing with themselves what are yeah. they going to do a lot of it, a lot of what's built the elite up was written the mic at WWE mm-hmm. if there's no WWE who are they going to rip the mic at yeah, yeah it's like comp- they always say like competition's healthy as well and the thing about WWE is it's been the top of the mountain for so long that nobody's even come close to giving it a decent run for its money. and But that's had a negative impact as well because WWE's, like, for the last sort of year or so, feels like it's been a bit repetitive, it's been a bit complacent. So it's just that time of year where they need to do, like, a major shake-up. But, but I think, obviously, like, with well-known WWE, former WWE superstars like Chris Jericho and John Moxley sort of making the jump to AEW, that in itself has brought WWE fans to keep eyes on the AEW product as well. So I think, you know, when you were saying about, you know, fans, they don't want to see something fail, maybe they just want to keep up to date with their favourites, and I think this is the case here. Scott? Yeah, like, and it's the weird thing is it's mostly been fans that have been saying that how this is the saviour. Uh, the guys involved in AEW have never once said, we're going head-to-head with WWE. We, they keep saying, we want to be an alternative. Mm-hmm. And that's always what you should do, because there are other companies that have tried to go head-to-head with WWE, and they've had success briefly, but then eventually... Uh, things went wrong because they tried to be like WWE or too similar mm-hmm, and yeah. WWE is always going to be around and that so for long term success AEW needs to be an alternative and not try and go head to head and I think that's why it's good they've, they're technically going head to head with NXT if it's believably that their TV shows could be on a Wednesday but it's better for them because if they go again on a Tuesday or Monday they're fighting for ratings whereas NXT is on the network so you don't need to worry about ratings they're even drawing in the NXT crowd. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think they work the same way. on top of me. I know. I imagine they do like two tapings a weekend or something. They spread that out over like a month or something like they did with uh, NXT UK tapings in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, we'll need to wait until October to see if it can be maintained weekly, sorry. But they do have an absolutely stacked roster. So, we'll, we'll go around the 
panel in a wee minute just to get some of their favourites. My personal favourite so far on the star for me has been MJF, Maxwell Jacob <laughs> yeah. Friedman. He is so good at control. He's 24. I, 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 he is. He's 24. He's the definition of a heat magnet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, a good heat. Yeah, he can. He's like. A, if you've never seen him, the best way I think to describe him is Kevin Owens esque, where he's. Because he's the funny heel, he's so likeable. So when they first come out, there is a bit of a cheer, there is a bit of a, a laugh and a joke, but then at the snap of his fingers, he can just turn the crowd and say something that just annoys everyone. And it just it turns everyone against him, and he's such a good. I think that in future years, if AEW success, maybe 10 years down the, route, uh, the line, he will be viewed as the big signing. Because mm-hmm. I think he is the future top heel of that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sorry, so. I, the, the best line of his promo was they did that show Firefest and it's at a video game convention. He said, Hey, I used to like video games too, and then I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Just that line alone, like, I definitely think whoever comes out of whoever comes out of uh, All Out as the champion, I think their first like major challenger is going to be him. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether or not he takes the title. I, I, but I, I want him to be the first champion. Like somehow get himself in the match. Yeah, yeah. I want somehow him. get Dean needs to be the first champion. Between Jericho and Hangman. To rub it into everyone, he needs to be the first champion. I so love yeah. that line, by the way, as well, because yeah. it was, you know, people always say, like, the jokes with video gamers is that they hide in their <laughs> basement and then just don't get out. It reminds me of that line that uh, Elias did last year with the basketball team. Oh, yeah. Seattle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the absolute mm-hmm. pure heat. Like, what's the one thing that would annoy the full crowd? Mm. That was with this one. That was an amazing line. I love that one. Yeah, but like the Glasgow Warriors moving to like Edinburgh and just have Derek Kernham and Maratha going, Elias, I'm coming for you! Well, I'll be propping him up. As a former season ticket holder of Glasgow Warriors, I'll be raging. Well, sorry, the former season ticket holder of Glasgow Warriors and continually hating Edinburgh person. <laughs> okay. Um, moving swiftly on. <laughs> Stephen, uh, Who's someone on the roster that's impressed you so far? Someone that you think is maybe a marquee signer? Uh, well, I'm going to go with the obvious one and I'm going to go with Moxley on this one. Uh, John Moxley is somebody who we've seen in WWE with Dean Ambrose, just what he's capable of, but now, as he said, he's off the leash. He's a bit more, he's got a bit more unhinged side that we saw in the independence before he was signed. And I uh, just think it's an absolute uh, top bit of business to get him in, and just as a statement. Because we remember uh, David Campbell predicted maybe it's just a gimmick change. Maybe they're talking about Dean Ambrose is leaving because John Moxley, the character, is coming to WWE. We found out in the Talk is Jericho podcast he paid for that shoot himself, he paid well, eight thousand dollars for it. You could tell at the time it was either suddenly self funded or it was either a WWE or an AEW production. Yeah. No way bring a lot of producer that Yeah. <laughs> what I love about it is in the interview he said he was technically still under contract when he filmed it, he filmed that in like February <laughs> and on like the second day Vince called him up about doing the uh, final shield match. <laughs> and when he got absolute peanuts for yeah, five hundred dollars I think it was. Yeah for a house show. Yeah. <laughs> um so Moxley uh, as you mentioned David before getting WWE eyes on the product, you know, as as good as much as people were and Cody were saying, you know, oh we don't want just the former WWE guys. The fact is Moxley and Jericho are the people that drag the WWE fans in. Because it's like, oh look there's Ambrose and Jericho. 
I'm going to stick around. Oh, look, there's Ty Dillinger. What's he doing? Yeah, the interesting thing with Moxley is going to be, though, because uh, he's also got a contract with you, Japan. Uh, what's going to happen when it comes to TV taping time? Mm-hmm. Because he's. It's, they're they're going to be doing them live from what um, mm-hmm. Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes have been up and saying. So, <laughs> if, how long is his U Japan contract going to be? If his U Japan contract is quite lengthy, how often are we going to see Moxley there? Which would then fall into something that WWE is quite criticised for and having guys who are not on this touch show regularly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they didn't even like, mention him. Like being IWGP US champion when he came on Fighter mm-hmm. Fest, like his whole Death Rider persona, where like his Death Rider finisher was na- named the Paradigm Shift in AEW, so it does seem like New Japan, John Moxley and AEW, John Moxley are two different mm-hmm. kind of people, even though they look very similar, they look very much like that Dean Ambrose fellow. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's competition at the end of the day though, because AEW is one company, New Japan's another. Yeah, and also, like, we've seen the news where the reason he was putting the B block of the G1 is because A block would be doing the first show and that's in the US mm-hmm. and they didn't want Moxley on, working for another major company on a US show it doesn't make sense as much as Impact didn't want Brian Cage on their show because although Impact might not be on the level of AEW it's still the world champ it's still their world champ you know you don't want him booked to lose for, to a different promotion and I can see Dean, their, their point because Dean Ambrose will lose matches in that series because there's about what, eight or nine matches in each each yeah, block yeah but nine matches at least you're not going there's always nobody goes for it 100% so mm-hmm. yeah. you will know, lose so, so yeah. Scott who on the roster has been a marquee sign you or a like someone you've got to know someone uh, I'm going to go away from a lot of the obvious names and I'm going to say Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. yeah he had a great match with yeah. Cody Rhodes at Fighter Fest, like he was involved with Evolve, he could have easily been a Evolve champion at any point, the fans were behind him and we've seen him with the relationship with WWE as with Evolve, he could have easily used that as a launching pad to go to NXT, mm-hmm. but he chose to sign with AEW and his first match ready to get, he had the match with Cody, he, was, he did the whole body bag spot where he got to a kick while he was inside a body bag, he did that spot where he got essentially tossed into the, the posts, he's clearly not afraid to take risks mm-hmm. and also like they need to keep Cody strong for a fight for the fall when he teams up with Dustin but also it's Darby's first match so the way they did the time limit draw it made Darby look like resilient that like he wouldn't stay down mm-hmm. and it keeps the options open for a rematch and just the mo- way they did that match where as the ref stand was about to come down for three that's when the buzzer went that's when the thing because you can easily like mess up like the WrestleMania 2000 finish in the hardcore like, <laughs> scramble for example yeah, uh, I was impressed with Darby Allen when he appeared at Progress for the Super Strong Style 16 tournament, even though he got knocked out in the first round by, I believe, was it Trevor Lee? I can't remember exactly who got knocked out by, but <laughs> over, the, over, the full, over the full weekend, whatever match he was in, he seemed to impress, and but I personally would rather not see him do the coffin drop onto the... Oh, no, that, <laughs> that, part, that part of the ring again, that's just... Oh, that's, uh, yeah. That's, that's just nasty. I mean, that we saw a few times at Fighter Fest that there's points that you just need to team oh, there on the spots yeah. and that's it. I think Dave's face kind of thing but <laughs> yeah. just just the mere mention of it summed it up there. But I've seen the highlights of that match and that spot that really made me wince. It's one of the things with the New Japan it's not New Japan but it is a New Japan style of wrestling in AEW. We, mm-hmm. we saw that with Naito and <laughs> Yeah, just drop people in their necks or backs on the hardest part of the ring. It, it's not needed, you know, if if he was gonna maybe fall through a table that, that, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's an example of spots that they're good spots 
for popping the crowd, mm-hmm. but there's spots that are just completely unnecessary for a wrestler's health. Yeah, too many of them will go. I mean, that's that's the one thing people have said with the Cody Rhodes and um, Sean Spears chair shot. Mm-hmm. It's like they did it in the Attitude Era. I was like, yeah, but you got to remember, since the Attitude Era, we've now got yeah. much more checks on concussions. Yeah, and that's so, what and that's why you've got. Sport. So that's why you got like 40 people who used to work for you soon, you for concussion issues. Well, he said 19 uh, staples, no concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, what, something could go wrong. It, 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 oh, I'm not saying that. It was like a sharp edge so shot in the chair or something yeah, like that. It wasn't like the shot itself. According to the box, it was a prop chair and it wrapped around his head basically, and that's how it got the back of his head. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, in an age where you know a lot of the I'm not making a joke here before we start. Look, a lot of the lesbian lions that passed away this year had uh, dementia and brain, uh, memory issues. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about banning headers in football, and that's, you know, a rubber ball, mm. because, you know, the, the continuing bouncing off the head might cause damage. Chair shots to the head are a tad uncomfortable, I think. That's what a lot of the, lot of the unfortunate press for that was. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask something about Darby Allen as well? Mm-hmm. Does he like turtles? <laughs> oh my god. You Why? Right there. What? I'll explain later. Like, it's he David. Okay. Dar- Dar- Darby Allen is he has a he has a fantastic. He is only twenty two as well. Yeah, he's still, still quite yeah. young. That's what's good about AEW, they've got a good surge of young talent as well. Yeah, Jungle Boy and Jungle Boy and what was it? Um Tur- Tarana Luchasaurus. Tyrannosaurus Rex! I almost said Tyrannosaurus Lucha there, but for some watching too much friends. Tyrannosaurus Rex! The thing about the whole. Stegosaurus! The whole thing with the Darby Allen spot with that and the Naito Abushi spot, a lot of points that people point out against spots like that is when you do that and you're like in high profile matches like they are, and you've got people who are trying to come up. Then you set a precedent for people thinking like I need to do spots like that mm-hmm. in order to get noticed, and then you continuously do that. And while you'll get noticed for a while, it pro- will probably shorten your career if you keep taking risks like that. Yeah. Plus, more people do it, the more diluted down it becomes, and it's mm-hmm. a case of an unnecessary like spot. A, that, like a tope, so I see. Yeah. Everybody does a tope. Yeah. <laughs> ICW shows you go to. I've seen you. There's so many topes now. Mm. Topes, super kicks, and. Uh, Everyone likes an RKO. Yeah, well. like they always like cutters, yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, someone from the AEW roster that uh, you've enjoyed so far? Oh, well, based on what I've seen from Fighter Fest, I think a really good signing for them is probably the Lucha Brothers. Right, they're Yeah, because I've seen them, I saw them in the six person tag match with, uh, with the Elite, and I just really, really enjoyed watching it because the, the spots, well, not all of them were perfect, but the whole storytelling of the match and like with the Bucks and Kenny Omega having that sort of street fighter attire yes. like as a as a gamer myself I really appreciate the uh, the effort put into that and the Hadouken spot <laughs> that was that was, a, that was fantastic as well but yeah I think I can see the Lucha Brothers definitely giving the Bucks a really good series of matches kind of like the Usos mm-hmm. and the New Day have done with WWE mm-hmm. but I'm excited to see what their tag division has to offer because obviously you got best friends with uh, Trent Beretta and I forget the other guy's Chuck name. Private Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the next team. So, yeah, because yeah, so, yeah. they had that opening triple threat tag team match. Yeah. Forget who the other. Uh, I'm Pri- sorry, the name still escaped me. Private party. Private party yeah. and SoCal something. SoCal something. The CU. The CU. Yeah. This is the worst podcast we have ever done. 
I think I'm just more excited to see where the tag division goes, particularly when you've got teams like the Bucks and the Luchas there. Looks like they're going to win though. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's not going to be one of these teams like we saw the ends when Cast split up in WWE. The guys couldn't cut it on their own. You know, they needed each other. Whereas like these guys, you know, it's a former Impact World Champion, a former uh, Lucha Underground World Champion. You know, Phoenix, a sensational cruiserweight. He's everything what we want Two Hundred Five Live to be. He is absolutely brilliant. He is. That's the Phoenix and Pentagon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly before we move on, Kwaku, anyone that's not been mentioned? Uh, Nyla Rose, Jimmy Havoc, mm-hmm. uh, and So many. And Nyla Rose was so good in that triple threat match. Uh, she's the perfect mix of athleticism and power. Mm-hmm. She's just so good. And Jimmy Havoc's new theme by friend of the show, David Grimison. <laughs> what a theme tune. I properly love it. So we've went across the pond to AEW. We're now coming back to Scotland. <laughs> We're in the small mining village of Newcastle. <laughs> it's, only, it's only three hours from London. How cool is that, guys? <laughs> he just likes to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we are back in Scotland. We are discussing ICW, PBW, Source, Fierce Females, Discovery, everything. You know, this is an open open round here, much to Quacko's delight, as I can see. Uh, so we'll start off with ICW. The Hydro Show at the end of the year last year, there was a bit of barmy online with fans and wrestlers and people arguing, you know, since 20... The start of 2019, there's been a bit of a shift in ICW's setup. You know, more more imports are coming in, more big names, but they're also continuing with storylines a bit more. Yeah. And the square goal, I think, was for me ICW's show of the year so far. Square goal was a great show. Yeah, agreed. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was, it's, there was top notch. The actual square goal match was very well done. Mm-hmm. It was a good mixture of um, established names and mm-hmm. giving a lot of the, you know, Lower mid card, mid card guys a chance to shine. You know, we had that good moment in the match where Kenny Williams had all these u- younger guys, mm-hmm. the, uh, forever trainees, the, forever tra- the forever trainees, coming towards them. But you no, know, I, I think with the Shugs coming up as well, ICW are starting. You can see the momentum as we turn them with the Shug. I mean, the last few shows you can kind of see the storylines are clicking mm-hmm. a bit more. Like the the reason the one that's coming up at Shugs between Krieger and uh, Paul Robinson, Paul Robinson they're actually doing that one really well you've got you had the thing where you're looking sharp mm-hmm. and then you've got Krieger taking on another deathmatch specialist in Ricky, Ricky, Shane. Ricky Shane Page so these type of things are all working really well so they're, 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 the momentum is there even though maybe they've not quite got the crowds that they're used to but mm-hmm. the product's still good the product's fantastic they always deliver on the big shows definitely big yeah. shows are always great last year our four big shows in the ring were brilliant you know yeah. I my favourite ICW match of the year so far has been Dragonov v Coffee for the Zero G yeah, Championship. Yeah, outstanding match. Yeah, that, we were all there live. That was just mm-hmm. it was my first time seeing Dragonov. I'd never, I'd not seen anyone no, from him. Yeah, I'd seen everybody ranting and raving about him, and it was one of the ones I purposely didn't research him because I'm like, I want to be wowed on the night. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was not disappointed. Coffee, you know, brought the NXT UK run that he's been on. To the square goal, and it, I, I thought it was a sensational match. I just cool. loved that stare down at the start when Sai was announcing them, <laughs> and like Dragunov's at a corner, beat like beat to the end off the turnbuckle, and uh, Coffee's doing the whole thing, almost slice your face, and it's like, <laughs> 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 and he uh, he unveiled the new Zero G Championship as well. 
Yeah, so that. That. Don't start that again. <laughs> no, don't start that again. <laughs> the best one is still all the people who paid extra to get the seats then being cleared out, so Dragon Up can dive on it. <laughs> coffee on that area and then people chatting F your seats <laughs> <laughs> but for me I'm stuck between my match of the year Tantan's Eye Series because it's either that match or the main event of the Fight Club right before that where it was Jody Fleisch versus Lionheart for the World Championship where mm-hmm. he had Lionheart basically put Chandler's in or Randy Orton catching the shit oh, star into the cutter mm. that was a great finish yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed the semi-finals of the King of, the King of Honours tournament between um, what was it? Um, Kings of the North <laughs> and the Wild Boys. Wild Boys. <laughs> that, was, that was a fanta- uh, fantastic. A lot of the there was, there was a good mix of trios in that tournament, and I thought the Wild Boys, even though they didn't win, put on a fantastic show. for three guys who barely ever teamed together, mm-hmm. they were absolutely brilliant over that tournament. I thought. Yeah, they were great. And Aaron Echo and Kenny Williams are teaming together. No, Aaron Echo, uh, Kim Kelly. Kim Kelly, sorry. Uh, Kenny Williams is teaming with Eastern <laughs> Racing, it's more than hype. <laughs> yes. Learn more about that sh- Shug show and an upcoming Shug's preview. There's <laughs> <laughs> an ICW month coming up shortly. <laughs> uh, Dave, you were at the Square Goal. I was, yeah. Uh, Surprisingly. <laughs> thoughts on the, the Square Goal match itself and what was your match of the night? I loved it. I actually think the Square Goal match itself was my match of the night. I mean, kudos to Joe Coffey and Dragunov. Like, they put on an absolute cracking match. And um, obviously, Kings of Catch at the start mm-hmm. against. Um, P.O.D. Yeah, thanks. That WWE guy and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that world of sport guy and the WWE guy. Yeah. And the guy goes, ah! <laughs> yeah, I just th- I just think the square goal match was just like the the cherry on top for that whole show because the pacing of it was really well done. The storytelling was great. They had the uh, spot with Kenny, you know, he was on the mic and everybody's going in to beat him up, including the Source Wrestling Champion himself, Alexander Darwin McAllen, our best friend. <laughs> yep. He killed me this year. <laughs> but that's think, why we love him. Like, he is he is the greatest man with three names since John Claude Darchfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But I think the absolute moment that literally made me jump mm-hmm. was entry number twenty nine. Oh, oh Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. I would like did you not have him in the street? No, I had him in the street. I, was, yeah. I knew he wasn't going to win, but like, I didn't care because I just said, BAM! See, the first one I see, <laughs> since I saw the first double G, I thought, oh my god, is that is that Jeff Jarrett? Then I thought, oh no, it's just, uh, uh, Jackie Polo, uh, yeah. Yeah, he Justice. was uh, room at number 15. Yep. And then, it's, uh, and then at number 29, the DJs come up again. I'm thinking, wait, is this a. Is this for real? And then Jeff, buddy Jeff Jarrett see, walks out and I'm literally jumping. See, speaking of Just Justice, see the recent Fight Club show with uh, the coach's concert. <laughs> oh, God. That was brilliant. That was so good. It was just like, it's just when he started, they said, oh man, oh way. But a lot of guys, a lot of guys, coach's uh, concert was ruined, at, kind of ruined at a start by some, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Neanderthal fans. That, yeah. <laughs> but just, you should not be named. In general, pacing was great. A lot of guys were made to look good, like um, Liam Thompson, start number one, made it to like the last three, and then Rudo wins his second square go, just to rub it in Dallas's face. But the pop so, in that hat. The pop, yeah, that was, and the fact they eliminated Joe Hendry yeah. to win as well. A great resurgence for Rudo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, this year it all started with an interview. <laughs> 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 he had the plan to return anyway, you know. Now he's wrestles on in, in Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. He's got Bobbin the square goal contract still in his hand. Mm-hmm. But now we've got shots to look forward to now, so this should be good. I was going to say, uh, Quacko, uh, 
Sorry, sorry Scott, I'll cut you off. Say, it's just a shame that was they given the timing because it's like it's maybe a half year view that we didn't get to record us until after. Uh, we didn't get to record us after Shugs because as good as the square goal was, I think Shugs is way they've built the car. I think you mm-hmm. can like blow it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, it's good potential there. Uh, Quacky ICW match of the year for you so far? Match or moment? <clears throat> That's a hard one. Doesn't have to be your definitive one, just a. That's quite hard because I could actually say I've been to every ICW show so far. <laughs> Did you not miss one? No. I've not missed one. Did you not have to leave earlier? That was last year. That was last year. That, that still counts. That was still different anyway. We'll sort of <laughs> this later. Well, Stephen tries to put an asterisk next to your paid ticket appearances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have talked that. I actually meant to say when Scott mentioned uh, Lionheart versus Jody Fleisch, I'm like, Ryan Gallagher got me a free ticket for that one. I love that. <laughs> uh, so, your paid ticket appearances. Yes. What were your. What did you get value for your actual money? I got so much value out of my money. <laughs> I, some may say I got more bang than my buck, but I will then. Um, anyway, so. My favourite match of moment, that's quite hard because I've got quite a few. Quite a few to mention. Um, Are you on the fence? Hmm? Are you on the fence here? Stop it being on the fence, it's just, there's just so much good. Uh, King of Honor, so it's actually quite well mm-hmm. well paced out. I love more than hype, they're my new people. Um, I went to Reckless. Uh, August 3rd. Yeah, August 3rd, they're going to Reckless. That's quite, that's quite a cool for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, a particular moment I've got to mention, um, <laughs> And it's when the wee man's on the microphone trying to hype up Ashton's match. <laughs> was that this year? Yes. Oh my god, yes. Lionheart super kicks him. And super just, kicks him as, in 2020. And, and <laughs> just like, as if he had done nothing and nothing happened, he just grabbed the microphone and sultry passed it to Simon <laughs> to contain the trend Oh, that's my favourite Lionheart moment. <laughs> So obviously we talked that we weren't just going to talk about ICW uh, and so many promotions in Scotland we might not get a chance to talk about all of them but Kwaku, Source Oh, everything's been going down In a a, a minute (laughs) In a minute Uh, The last show just there, Mount Vernon we saw the undefeated single streak of Alexander Darwin McAllen come to an end as Stephen is fist bumping in the air right now for your knowledge, Alexander Darren McAllen. You already know his address. So champion. Uh, oh, wow. Still a champion. The views of Stephen Wilson do not reflect the rest of us in this room no. right now. Show the man some respect, you get there. And then they killed me. <laughs> anyway, and also we just had a big tag team match, a trios match that. It involved this, I need to describe this, this match had everything, it had a whiteboard being leg dropped, it had a whiteboard being elbow dropped, it had a referee scoop slammed onto a whiteboard, it had a rap battle, it had a fight into the crowd, it had bins being used in the fight, it had a pingle troop being thrown at Sarah, I want you. and then it had Sean Walker dying at the end and we had to carry him out he was actually dead and but before we uh, we were trying to put him in the boot of my car but then he came alive again so he's the broke the bro's back so who threw the pringle tube at Sarah? so the one of like they were just throwing each other into bins and then Sarah looked to the side and then that pringle tube just went straight to our face <laughs> I think it was Sean Mock a pint for that man yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was 
was that was one of my favourite moments from Source John has in has a Manlin street fight. Oh yes. yes. And uh, Sean Walker's there at the scene, he just comes up to me and Scott just goes to me, I thought you were dead. <laughs> oh, no, I thought you were talking about the moment he gets a, a trolley and asks anyone have a pound. <laughs> But folks, see Source or Richard Show, they're only a fiver, they're so good quality. KOE, as you mentioned them mm-hmm. there, have the potential to in a couple of years' time be one of the best. Oh yes, okay. they are so good. KOE stands for check out our interview with them in our back catalogue yeah. at Suplex Retweet. Reason mm-hmm. number so many of them. I've lost count. They are properly good, properly good. Um, the, Source, I've got so many talented people there that you really need to watch out for. When you so. give you a disclaimer now when you talk about Source? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm saying but that. that this is my genuine opinion and not something I No, this is my genuine thing. You need to look out for something I can no, But there's so many I need to name. But yeah, they're cool. Uh, also, you mentioned you're an Edinburgh hater, although there is usually one good reason to go to Edinburgh. Yes, it's the only reason why I go to Edinburgh <laughs> these days. My you have a palace from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> what the who she is? <laughs> uh, one of my favourite moments of the year happened in January. Martina, the session moth, is standing in the ring when the lights go out. <laughs> <laughs> the gong hits. And the man formerly known as Gene Money, now known as the Mundertaker, <laughs> rises from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jabo Malik was in front of me when that happened, right? Because, like, for those that don't know, Martina's opponent was unknown, it was a secret, right? And all of a sudden, there was just this gong that was going, and I shout, It's the Undertaker! And then Jab just breaks off. <laughs> and then well, we, we get that double whammy of Gene Money coming out with his singlet turned inside out because the inside is black. So you, if you look close, you can still see some leopard prints in it. And he's just been oh, oh, oh. How good would it have been if inside the ropes had booked Gene Money? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think, I think I'd rather see him team with Roman Reigns Extreme Rules. <laughs> I like the spot as well. To be, to, be, to be fair, Gene Money is in the Natural Progression series, and at Progress, he is one of the up and comers. Oh, they yeah. recreated the infamous Brock Lesnar Undertaker oh. laugh scene for about. It's actually, if you go into, if you want to keep up to date with Discovery Wrestling, their fans group on Facebook mm-hmm. is actually their cover picture. Because it just made sense. It was perfect sense because obviously Gene was eaten by zombies after the. <laughs> amazing, the amazing zombie uh, lumberjack match with Sugar Duncan this week. If he's going to come back alive, he's going to come back as a Undertaker. So, Martina bounces back at the <laughs> next show. Yes. The first ever women's disco derby. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's basically a 15 women uh, Royal Rumble style match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is the winner becomes champion? Yeah, and Sasha Moth won. There you go. How do you get over a loss to the Undertaker? You become women's champion at Discovery. Sasha <laughs> Moth is on a roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so she's independent. <laughs> For now. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I was say, another highlight in the Scottish scene is me and Ross got to go to Kilmarnock for BCW and we got to see Pack. Versus Jody Fleisch versus BT Gun in the main event. That's he looks very happy to meet you. I know. He said never meet your heroes, but Pac seemed to handle it very well. <laughs> 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 
that's, that's, that's story get more and more depressing as you talked at the start there. Me and Ross, first of all, <laughs> then went to Kilmarnock. It kind of dips when we go to Kilmarnock, but then we come back up when we go to see so Pat. Shout out Stephen Blair. Do you hate Kilmarnock and Aberdeen Stephen Dizio? Oh... Do you know no bounds? I like Dundee. That's why people Dundee try is, to kill. Dundee is good. That's why people try to kill you. <laughs> try the man succeeded. That that was a good show. I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, we had uh, Tucker build from average Joe's gymnasium. <laughs> uh, and another show to PBW. Me and Gemma went there to see their last show. I believe it was in April. And. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the Stacey Smith hometown. Yes. The Stacey Smith Memorial Arena in Eldre, we went to see... Uh, she's not dead! She's not dead. <laughs> I know, it's what makes it even more of a tribute. <laughs> uh, the tag team titles were on the line. Uh, Lou King, Shark and Krager uh, of the Fight Network, who had held the titles for over two years, against Craig Anthony and Kieran Kelly. Craig Anthony, some man. <laughs> Well, he's seen it and he likes it. He saw it. I gen a good team. There's many other good teams in Scotland that I highlighted in that. And uh, you can find that at suplexretreat.com. Plugs all around here. Yeah, exactly. Um, there you go, Luke and Kreiger. We've got an interview with them. We've got an interview with Kieran Kelly. You know, fire away. Got one with Kieran Kelly in a source special. We've got one with Craig. We've got them all. You get the interview. You get the interview. You get the interview. Anyway, if I can get back to my point here. Uh, IGN versus Luke King, Shark and Krager, a great tag team match, and then the pop when the faces beat the heels, you know, the two year tag title reign has ended. And it, it was a shock, even the even the ring crew, like, people wanting security look shocked, like, oh my god, it's been two years! <laughs> <laughs> see, if, see if you talk about pops, I'm talking about they two, mm-hmm. uh, the pop for Luke King Sharp when he's had his match with Robinson yeah. before he left. That was an amazing pop. Mm-hmm. I mean, two top pops I've recently seen on ICW was Luke King Sharp and Ryan Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> he got a crack pop that night. Ryan Griffin, in my opinion, has been criminally underrated and is such an amazing talent. And I'm Did we match that one with Kenny? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. I like that one. Crew was amazing that match. <laughs> uh, also, that PBW show, Adam Maxted. Also, we have an interview with him. Honestly, we've just got to keep doing this. Uh, versus BT Gun in the main event. That match was fast-paced, athletic. One of my favourite matches of the yeah. year. It was, they've got two similar styles, and they were both just going for it 100 mile an hour. It was only about 10, 15-minute main event, but it was... Honestly, by the end of it, I was sitting there knackered. I don't know how the guys in the ring didn't collapse. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> need a kebab after that. <laughs> you seen Adam Maxted? He doesn't eat kebabs. I know. I, when I interviewed him, I just looked in his eyes and got lost. <laughs> I'm sorry, were you done talking? Were you interviewing the guy or on a date? <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Ross felt like he was on Love Island with him. Suplex Sweet presents Love Island. <laughs> From your drink, not the fella. <laughs> Adam, would you like to stay with Ross? I'd like to get as far away from Ross as humanly possible. Thank you very much. We're here in Airdrie. Well, the went really downhill since I left Three. ITV and went to ESSR. Do you, you have a list now? Max Dead, Rudo. What, people that don't want to see me anymore? Yes, a very long, long, long list. We call this the restraining order list. But um, before we finish up, uh, quickly, just to be going around the panel, anyone got any last minute matches that we're talking about Scottish scene? Any Oof. names to watch? Names to watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. 
Taylor Fight, Grant McIver, Scott McManus, Craig Anthony, definitely one to watch. Uh, Anastasia, I can I can sit here all day. Sammy Joe, uh, J1 Dark is on a on a Japanese tour right now and is killing it. Emily Hayden, so many. I should name so I can name so many. And we've had a new promotion start this year as well. Pro yeah. Wrestling Innovation. Yes, yes View Park. Yes, <laughs> yes, Krieger's own promotion. Mm-hmm. Glorious View Park. Lucha uh, DS is another one to look out for. It's also another one. Do we have? A lot of people are rumbling Jack, about him. Jack Morris as well. Jack and Morris his, Yes, we'll talk about that after the break because uh, you had a bit of a conversation with Tom Brock on our Facebook group about this. Also, I wasn't at King of Horrors, but the promo that uh, Leighton cut on Ooh, Joe Hendry. Oh, we could, be, set up the we, could be, just, we could be here all day. Oh, wow. That was fire. That mm-hmm. was fire. <laughs> and the, they were saying it was such conviction. And, oh, no, that was fire. And the amount of respect he commended right as he was doing it from the crowd. Can't teach her. Can't teach her. Enough. We will... We will be here literally all day. We could do a show in the Scottish scene on its own. We've got Quacker a bit overexcited here as well. I love Scottish wrestling, it's We're the not, best. Exactly. Go support it, support your local crowd. Exactly. Hottest bed, hottest uh, scene in Europe, in my opinion, if not the world. I thought you were saying my bed is the hottest. I was like, <laughs> how do you know you're a creepy one? <laughs> <laughs> right below the bakery. <laughs> Baguettes and sticky ones all right. <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly on, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk NXT and WWE, but during the break, you're going to hear a promo for what has been my favourite thing WWE's done in years. It's Mick Foley introducing the 24-7 title. We'll be back in two minutes. Bye. <laughs> alive, it's alive. Hi everybody, this is PCO, Perfect Creation One, and you're listening to ESSR, Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. For those superstars looking to step up, I can tell you from experience that it takes a lot to make a mark and to be a champion in WWE. It is an obsession that consumes you throughout the day every single moment of every single minute of every single hour 24 hours a day seven days a week and so it is with that spirit in mind may i present to you the newest title in the wwe family may i have a drum roll please May I present to you the 24-7 title. Now, as the name may imply, this title is to be defended anytime, any place, anywhere. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna lay this title on the line and I'm gonna make you aware that starting tonight, The third hour of Raw each and every week is about to get downright mean and nasty. A little bit dirty. Because starting tonight, 
right now, right here in Albany, New York. We are going to crown our first 24-7 champion. We're going to have ourselves what I like to call a scramble. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I asked the superstars to line up. Now, you may ask yourself, is this open to all of the superstars on the Raw roster? And the answer is... No. It's open to every superstar on the Raw roster, the SmackDown roster, the 205 Live roster, the NXT roster. NXT UK, and who knows, maybe every now and then we'll have a visiting WWE legend competing for the prestige of the 24-7 championship. Yo, this is the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of charisma, the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, the best of the best, Mr. American Rana Davey, wrestling the 104-minute man, the main event, I'm really good at Twitter, and I am independent. The king of taunts, the product, David Starr, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet's best of 2019 so far show. I'm joined by Kwaku, Steven, Scott and David. Hello. 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 We've talked everything not WWE so far, but before we jump back in, just a quick thank you to this week's interview. He is PCO. He is... Ring of Honor superstar currently going through a resurgence age 51 you can check out his interview with Scott McLeod on our back catalogue that's at Suplex Retweet uh, on Anchor iTunes Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites mm-hmm. also our Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet fan community we put out to them what their favourite moments of 2019 so far was so before we go on to our WWE portion of the evening, Tom Brock has said the Kings of Catch winning the ICW tag titles, nothing even comes close to it. Stephen Wilson angled Tom Brock by sending out a bunch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine memes. <laughs> I got a light from Jack Morris. <laughs> there you go. Nine-Nine! Isn't that what life is all about? A man Do you realise you changed your accent when you said I got a light from Jack Morris? <laughs> <laughs> A man that got engaged this month, and yet this is the happiest moment of his month. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Laura! I, I technically got engaged last month. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> Scott, he's here, but we'll read his comment anyway. Take over New York. <laughs> Take over New York and Mania 35 are great. Thanks to shit like the wild card, most people have forgotten how good Mania was this year. Uh, Sarah Grieve has said, Sammy Jane being the first person to pin ADM. That's Sarah Grieve that said that. Al, uh, Al, uh, Alexander. Yeah. ADM. You're so scared of me, can't even read his name. Yeah, exactly. I was shaking my boots there. Rudo winning the square goal. Iconics winning at Mania. Martina winning the Disco Derby. David Cabo. That's <laughs> Sarah. Well, so the first ever I do match between Sammy Joe and Emily Hayden Woo! and Debbie Keitel and Jokey's bin match Strack says Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano 100% the feud of the year for him Stephen Bradley said from Scottish Wrestling Kings of Catch winning ICW tag titles Jeff Jarrett being a surprise entrant in the square goal Martina winning the derby 
Kings of the North and Anti-Fun Police being featured in ICW more often, hopefully that carries on after Shugs. Worldwide, Kofi's road to WrestleMania and winning the championship. Seth beating Brock for the Universal title. Everything involving the 24-7 title between R-Truth and Drake Maverick. Maverick sorry. Cody Rhodes v Dustin Rhodes at Double or Nothing. Moxley surprise debut and uh, for AEW and New Japan. I like this guy. And both Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano matches at TakeOver. Uh, Sean Smith says, Coffee be dragging off at Square Go, Nia Jax being in the men's rumble, Becky Lynch winning the women's rumble, the Kofi Bryan story, the closing stretch of Elimination Chamber, uh, and then uh, WrestleMania, the feel good factor of Kofi winning. Yes. Also, the feel good factor of Kofi, Becky, and Seth all winning in the same night. Yes. Cody versus Dustin, Moxley's debut, the ongoing success and excitement surrounding AEW. Kings of Catch winning the ICW tag titles, Jokey v Deb- Debbie Keitel in the Bins match, uh, and probably the biggest success of the year, Roman's success in getting his cancer into remission. Mm-hmm. He has also added Firefly Funhouse and 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the ball today. A lot, a lot of things to talk about as we go into here. See, as you mentioned, <coughs> fierce females, can I just say hashtag justice for Emily? Just, mm. What is this Bins match where people keep talking about it? Do they, do they need to put them in the right coloured bin? Fierce Females was amazing, has had an amazing year so far. I mean, a toaster has been used as a wrestling weapon. Amazing! Did they get chucked in a bath or something? No, <laughs> their fingers got jammed in it. Oh. I mean, it was unplugged, but still, popped me. And one of our listeners, John, says the Kings of Catch winning the tag titles at a... Uh, Square goal. Square goal, yeah. So I've read it that many times that now I'm just numb to the event. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. So we move on to NXT's continued success. It's often been described as the best brand in WWE. We know, oh, yes. We know Strike is a massive proponent of that. He does not watch the main roster. Uh, also, NXT UK has went from strength to strength. So we're going to start with the NXT UK because at the start of the year, they had their first ever takeover emanating from Blackpool, where it all began. Uh, Scott, me and you were lucky enough to be there. Mm-hmm. Describe the atmosphere in the building that night. I'm just surprised it didn't have the rest of me a 20 tag league for that show where it all begins again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved again, when I just, it made the drive worth it when we got to see the atmosphere. Like They kicked off with the tag title match, which probably stole the show. The surprise of Finn Balor showing up and you at the bar and I didn't know where you were I'm texting you like Finn Balor see you Finn Balor see <laughs> and I asked did you invite us all here so that the two of you can just make us jealous yes. uh, yeah, I was yeah. there I saw the smoke Finn Balor slapped me it was amazing second, uh, second, then, second time they've done this they did this on the NXT UK discussing show as well I beg your pardon me and Scott did not do this <laughs> you Scott and Gary you Scott and Gary did this to make you jealous thank you very much and Sarah also spontaneously combusted when Finn Balor came out yes <laughs> well she's still a heel <laughs> Uh, revived in the same way that you were revived after ADM killed you. <laughs> anyway, um, so NXT UK, an amazing first takeover. Mm-hmm. Joe Coffey, Pete Dunne, one of the matches of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the surprise, what had been rumoured for a while, but Walter. Walter making his debut for <laughs> NXT UK. <laughs> and to hear people. <laughs> I thought it was Walter. Walter. <laughs> was it not Walter? Give me Walter. Give me Walter. Give me Walter. 
Peter. <laughs> I've seen Kyle on the way in, so <laughs> I'm so excited there. Hey, I, I was at the Glasgow tape and all you heard was Peter, and I'm like, no. He's all got to go to that one. You talk about that, eh? <laughs> See when I saw. We were all like, we done a show. See when I saw the ICW fans uh, group chat after a few moments, and somebody posted on it. I don't know who you were, but whoever it was that kept on chanting, Peter, you made the night for me, thank you. <laughs> you, you, know who, you know who what? Who didn't post that? Laura. <laughs> I didn't know he was at NXT the first night. I knew I spoke to him the second, but the first night, me and Scott were sitting, and then we'll be here as Peter! And I just talked to Scott and went, Kyle's here. <laughs> yeah, NXT came to Glasgow, we were all at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thoughts on that team, you know, the Pete Dunne Walter Reed match. Yep, and yeah. the debut of Imperium. Yes. Yes. Yep, yes. so we got Eichner, Bartel, and surprisingly, Alexander Wolf as well. Well, mm-hmm. if you knew your independent wrestling knowledge, David, you yeah, would know that Alexander Wolf was, camp or something, was yeah. part of Ring Camp. Yeah, I'm and aware of Ring I Camp. Think, I think oh, me. Look at me, I watched the ending scene. Look at to be fair, I think at one point I went, when they came down, I went to Scott, it's Timothy Thatcher! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, yeah. a lot of ICW references on that show as well because mm-hmm. you had the you had Gallus, you had Kaylee Ray, you had Kenny Williams, Noam Dar, like oh. in a Glasgow crowd as well. You're gonna get ICW chance regardless. I feel so bad for um, Flash Morgan Webb. Flash oh, Morgan Webb, yeah. called a helmet and yeah, one of the nicest guys in professional wrestling when you listen to yeah. the podcast. <laughs> one of the most beloved guys all around the UK, and just he came to Glasgow and had the unfortunateness of facing, I believe it was Joe. Joe Coffey, yeah. Coffey. And it was just like, are you for Glasgow? No. Was it, <laughs> it was the opening match of the night as well, the crowd were quite hyped. So it was mm. probably, it was just the, well, not quite the tapings, it was Cassius Oro versus that. Uh, First main match of the night. Yeah. But uh, one of the things they edited out, if you watch on the network, but on, he, had, he, he made a mistake, did Flash, he didn't land quite right. And it's to be honest, I'll make mistakes happen, but it didn't help. That the whole of Glasgow chanted "You effed up, Pat," <laughs> which was just made it sad. You could tell he was a bit. It was not a, not a good night at the office for Flash Morgan Webster doing the NXT yeah, Glasgow team. It was such a tense night for Andy Shepard, the ring announcer, as well, because everybody was doing that. Oh, hey, every time he was getting in the ring, <laughs> I did like that. All they used to are ruining the illusion of TV. <laughs> no, we were there. <laughs> we, were there. <laughs> we can give eyewitness. We can give eyewitness accounts here. This is we're, this is, we're in a position of power. I went that far. You were in a position of power. You were like five rows from the middle. Me, <laughs> I got to see through the media as, tickets and stuff. As a media producer, I deplore all the comments you've all been doing about backstage stuff. Leave it to people to enjoy it. That's my piece. Great, great couple of nights of wrestling. Yeah, back to oh yeah, very solid. Back to and it, I was annoyed that we couldn't had to. I knew people who were also watching NXT who weren't the tapings and had to wait until the bloody Imperium stuff aired before I could talk about it because. It's clearly the biggest moment. Hey, I wrote an article about it the minute I had. That's great. Yeah, well, I don't like to spoil it for people, Stephen. <laughs> I know you're talking about the illusion of TV and then you've just posted spoilers. And then you're one of those people. We talked about him earlier on, the surprise uh, debut of Ilya Dragunov. Yes. yes. Oh, that was amazing. That, his theme tune is not this is not as intimidating. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. It sounds like the the march from the Jungle Book where the elephants are one, two, three, <laughs> three four. Oh, it got quite catchy then. Yeah, it was, it was really catchy. It's like orchestra. So we were so surprised, and then I went home. Then a week later, the uh, the last episode of NTK was in like New York. Then put a vignette up for him coming soon. Like, oh, we've been surprised. We've been we've been surprised for seeing that. 
<laughs> I'm just happy to see Dragunov in NXT UK because considering how well he did against Joe Coffey at mm-hmm. uh, Square Go, like he's gonna be a he's gonna be a big name, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going over to the American NXT, um, it's continued to be the best wrestling show all round. Unfortunately, Tommaso Ciampa was injured. The good thing about this is we get that classic two out of three falls match between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver New York during WrestleMania weekend. Stephen, talk to us about that match. Oh, well, I spoke about that briefly when we did the WrestleMania weekend review show myself and Scott and Dave were on. Uh, an absolute uh, stellar match. I think it's um, one of the best matches I think I've ever seen. It's just the excitement of it, you know, it was the... I know, I know some people would be like, oh, the near falls are a bit too much, but it was WrestleMania weekend, yeah, I'm hyped for it, you know, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. It's just, to finally see Johnny get, do the big one, win the big one, I think it's fair to say in NXT, was, um, what a moment, what a match. Yeah, I liked as well how there are some moments, you know, we, we're talking about certain characters that keep, you know, people at the Velveteen Dream, they stay in character mm. all the time, they don't break kayfabe. There was a kayfabe breaking moment after the, the watermark where Tommaso Ciampa comes out and they just embrace it. It's just it's one of those nice moments where it's yeah. like kayfabe doesn't matter, this guy deserves it, he's the first ever NXT Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was a great night of wrestling all round. I yeah. thought that was my show of the weekend. For, but, sorry, it was my show of the weekend, but it was only because it was shorter than WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania was still amazing. To be fair, even as good as that pay-per-view was, I personally preferred TakeOver 25. I agree, actually, yeah. I, I think actually would the TakeOver New York, whilst I mean, obviously a great show and an cl- outstanding main event, I think TakeOver 25 was the better show all round. Well, we had, uh, well, in my opinion, was probably the best singles match opener that NXT has done yeah. in TakeOver's way. Roderick Strong and Matt... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't remember from him. Mm-hmm. Was that good? I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the ladder match was just crazy. You know, um, I said this to Quack at the time. I'm, all, I'm sold on the Street Profits. Yes! I was on the fence with the Street Profits until that point, but I'm surprised Kyle O'Reilly didn't die in that match, like the number of bumps he took. I was sorry. So the episode a few weeks before, Tigger 25, if you weren't sold on then, you should have been sold on in this episode where they confront the Viking Raiders. He goes, We can beat the Viking Raiders. If that is your real name. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, um, obviously you mentioned you forgot Matt Riddle there. See, so reading the Twitter comments from the, the the users, because his handle is at Super King of Bros every time, I'm like, the Super King of Bros, I mean, uh, Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> but Quacko, I was going to come to you before Stephen mentioned it. Your favourite tag team in NXT, the Street Profits, mm. winning that ladder match. How <laughs> I bring a swing, nobody can. <laughs> I, I, I was singing that song for about two You've minutes. ruined this day for Quacko. You took out being out of you tried. Anyway, Jackson Wright not nearly ruined that for Quacko. No, well, yeah, he heightened it up for me because, I mean, I, I like that wrestling that kind of pulsates my heart like mm-hmm. a great No, you're evil man <laughs> <laughs> although of course uh, I wasn't so PG in front of my telly about it uh, but Montez uh, Ford and that leap oh, the leap of faith yeah. he can do the character building that like 
you're, 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 I've talked about it in the past where mm. you said that you're not sold on it. Just look at how over they get with the crowd. Mm. Like, I'm still told them, don't get me wrong, it's just, I still, I still think they're great and they deserve that win. Come on, they were brilliant on Raw there as well. They've, Come I've on. not watched Raw yet. No, sorry, Ross, they've won me over as well. Like, they're just, I think they're great. <laughs> I, I don't want people not to they've win the Raw. Yeah. They've even won over the MD of Hockney's Hockey House. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Because <laughs> obviously, like, for a long time, Undisputed Era was always number one for me, but Street Profits is now on par, at least. Wow, that's huge. That is huge. That is huge. That is huge. You've heard the amount of times you said baby in this episode alone. <laughs> <laughs> Street Profits. Yes, we do apologise, listeners, for that. Uh, as well, it's good to see Angelo Dawkins. He was one of these characters, much like Jason Jordan. He just kind of floated about NXT a, for a while. There was a thread about him the day how he signed right at the end of the FCW era and he was just getting put with guy after guy he kept getting people turning on him he was just kind of an enhancement guy and the minute they put him in Montez Ford I mean I think it actually did say I mean a lot of people will say that Montez Ford's the star yeah they but, but the two of them work so well together they, they, just, well. they, they bring just, something different they bring a swag like nobody can <laughs> that too and they, <laughs> they just bring so much yeah, they both have flair, they both have something that you can relate to. I mean, Angelo Dawkins, I mean, although Montez does that big leap from yeah. the frog smash. I, I think the sign of how far the game was on Raw that the segment they had was the backstage promo with Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman, you know, the man running Raw, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later on probably, but Paul Heyman, that's a, that's a rub in itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Angelo Dawkins as well, he's the powerhouse, he's the former footballer. He's the big man that when Montez runs out of tricks from his sort of his high flying thing he, it's a case of well we can't get round the brick wall Montez do, eh, sorry Angelo just run through it <laughs> um, so with the Street Profits with the Johnny Gargano winning the title just quickly I'm just go, don't get any detail before we move on favourite NXT moment UK or, or normal of the year so far just a quick one Stephen I'll start with you uh, I'm going to have to go away Johnny's win at the New York one. It was just such a great emotional moment. It was a great way to kick off WWE's WrestleMania weekend. Scott. Dunn uh, loses to, he finally used, loses the UK title to Volta. Oh no. Mm. I know some, I know we've, we've, we've talked about this on the Mania weekend show, like, we differ on opinions, but for me, having like, watched NXT UK consistently every week, it's one of my favourite things WWE's doing at the moment, and just the moment of this rain finally coming to end, I think if it wasn't going to be Volta, like, it couldn't have been anybody else. I thought the rematch was better, but that's probably because it was there. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. Uh, David, as much as Johnny's win was a big feel-good moment, the only thing that's topped it is Adam Cole winning the NXT title, and Undisputed Era is now top of the mountain again. And I look forward to seeing them winning more gold. Fair enough. And Quacko, is it safe to say? Uh, well, Max Woman, Street Profits, moments of all moments, Velveteen Dream rolled out in a couch. Oh, oh genius. Yeah. <laughs> Properly goes happy buckled. Well, the best thing about Undisputed Era now being, like you said, Dave on top, is they came out the vault the, the next NXT, they were back at Full Sail, and they redid the intro to the show with just all clips of them, and Carol just shrugs you like, ah, nothing, no, no big, I just threw it together last night. <laughs> See, that's how good they can win over a crowd. Like, Adam Cole is dynamite on the mic. Uh, and obviously the other three guys are so talented inside the ring both as singles competitors and as tag team the big question we could ask it would be here all day if we actually answered it who's the better air guitar Bugenhagen or Kyle 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 Bugenhagen's good so we're going to move on just quickly a quick recap you know we could have said so many things you know Halftime Heat was amazing Uh, 
Velveteen Dream winning the World Collide Tournament, then winning the North American title. Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Alistair Black versus Champa at the main event of the Royal Rumble weekend takeover. Phoenix, mm-hmm. Phoenix yeah. yeah. Uh, so many great moments. NXT UK, you know, we were at the tapings. We could go into more detail about Devlin Balor, you know, the mm-hmm. tag title match, Tony Storm beating Rhea Ripley. Imperium. Imperium, mm-hmm. so many great moments. Before we move on to WWE's main roster, so we're going to close it off with. It's been a, a mixed year for WWE. Mm-hmm. Wrestle, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania season this year I thought was great. There's been a bit of a downfall in the weekly TV. We're going to talk about some of the changes in a wee minute, but starting with the Royal Rumble, Scott, how good was it to get two winners that, although it might have been obvious, they were winners we wanted for a change. It was good for you because we talked a lot about it last year where we had a similar thing where Nakamura and Asuka won, but well, Booking has not been kind to them since. I mean, Asuka did have that big win earlier on in the night, but like it was kind of obvious like who was going to be like Becky had to win the women's Rumble after she didn't get a fight round at Survivor Series, and then the thing we said is like as much as like well, I'm not like as much as I used to, but. Braun Strowman came down the final to like much as been waiting for ages for Braun to get his moment. I think it was kind of a case of yeah, you've had the amount of a lot of chances. Whereas Seth's kind of been last year, he was like the guy yeah. for a lot of it. He carried the IC title for a long time. It was just it was just his time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic to kind of see them both win. I think the one disappointment based on crowd reaction alone was that the women's one didn't close the night. You can understand when you watch the men's rumble why it didn't close the night with the Nia Jax thing that that only made yeah. sense when you had that happening. But in terms of pops, mm-hmm. see the moment Becky shows up on that ramp, yes, the crowd goes mental and it's even more, it's even more so when Finlay ushers her to the ring. Mm-hmm. My fellow Irish native, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was late enough. Paddy Power, Paddy Power tweeted about it like Northern Irish. <laughs> Finley lets Becky from the podium and go into the Rumble, <laughs> and the United Ireland is one step closer. Yeah, Paddy Powers one was this is what the Easter Agreement was about <laughs> unity. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good Friday. So, alright. Um, um, so the Easter Agreement is you and Scott agreed to share your chocolate eggs. Share. <laughs> indeed, 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 indeed. <laughs> so, uh, so from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, WrestleMania for me outdid NXT this year. I said NXT was my show of the year. It was only for the simple fact it was shorter. <laughs> but. Despite Derek falling asleep, the majority of us that watched it in Gary's, <laughs> uh, David, Scott, Stephen, you watched it with us, um, we made it to the end. Barely. <laughs> I was still going, Lucy was bouncing off the walls, <laughs> despite me yelling in her face after Bailey lost, that didn't actually do that. <laughs> I get double points in the sweep, I had the Iconics to win, and whoever pinned Bailey, I had that, so, so it was oh, double points. No, there, was more, like, there was more anger in that in the household when the Iconics won. <laughs> and I just jump up and went, yes! <laughs> and forgot Lucy, nine-year-old, ladies and gentlemen, Reading the biggest Bailey. Bailey fan in the world, wearing a Bailey t-shirt. She's probably been plotting her demise. Oh, she's been doing it for a while. If she's listening to the Quinny Rowan show, she'll be plotting my demise. She was <laughs> just looking at you and like, you got me joking, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, WrestleMania, what a show. Mm-hmm. Kicks yeah. off with 
So at the kickoff show itself, the streak ends, the streak dies. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins finally wins a match. Yes. Hey. How good was that? I loved that. So, <laughs> I loved that. I didn't like what the, they've done nothing since. Yeah, I hate it. I hate they had to do it at the expense of the revival. I think that's what that was more. Oh, no, but it worked. Come on. Can the revival got their belts back? Okay. Can I be a kill joint, right? No. I wasn't really infused by it. I was just like, yeah. Oh. It's purely because of that reason, because I just knew. As, as yeah, but it's WrestleMania. It's a big moment. To, it happened to the B team. It happened to this team. It happened to that. And it's going to happen to that. If you're going to go to on the momentum of it, I mean, look at Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship on the ladder. I was so happy. And then he loses it the next day. Mm. So. They kept it for more than one night this time. You're comparing the B team's reign to this. The B team, nobody wanted the B team. B team was a joke. B team were terrible. B team, when they won the title, went over I think it was one of those jokes that B team B team no 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 <laughs> that okay when they changed their music it was god awful oh. I like Battle Scars oh, Battle Scars was a banging tune see yeah. like, the thing is Battle Scars didn't fit them like they, I know. they were comedy jobbers turned lucky fluke champions <laughs> but like, it was a good theme Anyway. What I loved about that time match is it was just a standard time match for much and then suddenly they go outside or busting out to turtle world DDTs and bloody brain busters on the outside mm. just out of nowhere. We were determined to make the most of the match. No flips, just turtle worlds. So... <laughs> I, that got us like, not technically a flip. The show begins, uh, much to the delight of many people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman just upstages Hulk Hogan. Wow, way. <laughs> A wild Heyman appears. Yeah, just watch you go. Excuse me, move. We've got an actual match here. I'll go to the ring with Real American playing in the background. Yeah, it's one of those ones. It's suited as well. Really, said suit him. Yeah. Do you know what it reminded me? Stephen, do you ever remember playing football as a wee guy, and it was the pictures you had to book? And you found an empty pitch, and then you just about five minutes after playing, the guys that booked it came on and just went right. Oh, we booked this pitch. Like, oh shit! <laughs> it was just one of it was just one of those ones where he just walked right by him. But the match itself, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, for me, one of the one of the best matches of the night. So explosive. Can it, you know, only lasted two minutes. Can, yeah. can, can Alan make kill me for this but I think Brock's had a great year so far <laughs> I think he's yeah. been absolutely oh, yeah. I think he's it been has. great it's not the Brock it's not the Brock it's not the Brock it's just the way it's just the way it's just like it's just it's just the way it's oh. uh, and he's actually pointing at point him yeah. like there's actually he fronts Kofi and Seth he's playing their theme songs and when he plays Seth you see he came and doing the air guitar and Brock looks at him like as if like no you've ruined it now stop it uh, <laughs> It's like your dad trying to join in when you're like, no dad, no. It's just class. It's just one of those moments. Brock, as you said, Brock has had a great 2019. He had an amazing match with Balor at the Rumble. (laughs) He had the match with Seth and the feud with Seth itself was really good. I really enjoyed that. Mr. Money in the Bank to Brock Lesnar has been fun. See, see the thing about it is, even though you're on it, everybody's like, oh no, Brock's won it, but see, the actually suits having him as that one because yeah. he's barely ever there half the time you genuinely do not know where he's going to catch it like see him show up uh, like towards the end of the Money in the Bank match that was genuine shock factor yeah like, like, if he goes away like long enough you'll forget you'll be forgetting for again that he was minor, Mr. Mine but that will make an even bigger surprise when he shows up I actually see what I was thinking about the show today and work and I was going to talk about Money in the Bank and I'd edited my original notes and I'm like, 
who is Mr. Money in the Bank? And I'm like, oh no, it is Brock Lesnar. And that, as Scott says, it's a shock factor because the Money in the Bank the past few years, it's a stat I said to you, the past three winners of the men's Money in the Bank, the next year have ended up on the pre-show yeah, of WrestleMania. There's that as well, and the fact that it's becoming a bit of a theme, as much as we like Bailey's cash in, the women's cash in happens the same night they win it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of predictable, mm-hmm. as is with the men's recently that they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. So, three women have held the women's money in the bank briefcase for a combined total of 289 days and 287 of those were with Carmella Jesus how's that, that for a fact it's the thing with the money in the bank you have two of them like, it's always a case of somebody's either going to cash out on the same night or just very quickly and somebody else is going to hold on to it for ages and it just happens to me it's the women that are cashed in immediately sorry I was just impressed with that stat they said it shows that the one plus few women winners have been smarter than the men ones yeah. love, love, in real way. I love how all our good stats on this podcast come from not from the person who's meant to be the stats guy <laughs> no that was that impressive was that? <laughs> that was <laughs> impressive David there you go but, uh, Don't hurt him. I'm probably Rossi's to be fair. I'm completely zoned for a minute. Apologies, David. As you should. Have a bit of decorum, Stephen. We do apologise. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, before... Uh, sorry, WrestleMania. Kofi Kingston. The, uh, if you told someone at the start of the year, with the greatest respect to Kofi Kingston, before the... His quackier leads a dance of the nude here... <laughs> anyway, if you told someone at the start of the year, would you rather Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan? I think the majority of the the diehard indie fans would have said we want Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and I, I would have been in that so, camp. To, to be fair, we've had a ye- we've had a year where a lot of the things you've said it's, it's been weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one that you just said there. If somebody said to the start of the year that our truth would be a nine-time champion. You would not have believed that. Mm. If somebody told you that Bray Wyatt would be wearing a sweatshirt or a sweater, a cardigan, somebody said Jeff Jarrett's going to be in a match on Raw, the Royal Rumble, and the Square Goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it is the shock factor if somebody told you that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were going to go out and be repping it on TV a million times. If somebody told you Daniel Bryan would make the WWE title look. God, if somebody told you Rowan Ro- would be relevant. Like, I had a list and everything he doesn't matter like, <laughs> he's proved me wrong for I remember like knowing the Rumble preview show we sat here and we were talking about we were so certain Seth was going to win and then he did and we're like who can like face Daniel Bryan we're all thinking about it we couldn't like for the life I think we were but close the person we got was like the Miz but he was a heel at the time and like it's just going to show how out of nowhere Kofi became I think as well, I do feel bad for Ali and I do feel bad because the fast lane match of <laughs> Ali, Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan is a great match but it just goes to show that you know Ali who came into the year with a big head full of steam uh, moving up to Wasn't the... that angry? <laughs> moving up <laughs> to... the after Elimination was. Chamber, yeah. Moving up to Smackdown pinning Daniel Bryan in his first week there. Um, you know, you had... Kevin Owens making his return, you had Daniel Bryan, a beloved indie darling, and the crowd were cheering, we want Kofi. Like, it, it, people slate WWE storytelling, I'm sorry, that Kofi Kingston storytelling is the best in wrestling yeah. this year. It's yeah. the best of have since like WrestleMania 30 yes. with Bryan's because, authority story. Because they took, people always talk about how Dolph Ziggler, they've missed the boat with Ziggler, they've missed the boat. For a while you maybe thought they missed a bit boat with Kofi. Although the New Day were still popular, the sort of it was get getting to dangerous territory of when they're not in the tag title hunt. It's a bit samey. Like, how do we 
we can't always have them in the tag title hunt. And they've found a way to get a guy who's been there 11 years as the hottest guy in the company. It showed the fact that Vince McMahon was at one point involved in the women's mm-hmm. championship angle and then suddenly shifted to this whole to the Kofi Kingston thing. Mm-hmm. And then he was nowhere to be seen on what was happening with the, the main event. So yeah. it just showed how what he thought this angle was going to get over that he was such an involvement with and he was the guy yeah. who was old on. school Vince McMahon yeah. and it just worked Scott. it's a testament also to Daniel Bryan's ability to be a heel because like this day was there a few years ago he had he was in Kofi's position as the good guy mm-hmm. then a year ago he was the hottest mm-hmm. face making his big return and then within a year at Wrestlemania he's the hottest heel and that he get people to boo him despite being the most genuine babyface in the last decade possibly yeah. And now, basically, the roles were reversed. He's called Kofi a B plus player. Mm-hmm. I think that was the trick of it. You know, they took everything that the heel figures put towards Brian, and Brian sort of just turned it into something for himself. Mm-hmm. It was sort of echoing the fact that it was similar to what Brian went through, and I think that's why the storytelling worked so well because it's a, a natural baby face that people can get behind. Mm-hmm. That they, they, they put a build on for months, and it has a big payoff at WrestleMania. That's how you tell a story, mm-hmm. and it worked right down to the wire. It was perfect. Whereas, you know, say, although the women's match was main event, it just became a bit overbooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was... Uh, overconvoluted the way yeah, they were talking about that women's match. Great match. The, the go-home angle where they're all getting arrested. So bad. <clears throat> so, oh, um, as, as Quacky was about to discuss that... I thought I was adding to the conversation. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Right. So Scott's mentioned the... So Scott, out of nowhere, mentioned the go-home angle. Quacky, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> no! <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott uh, the go home angle. Oh, I feel bad now. I thought. No, no. It was amazing Ronda Rousey yeah. trying to prove a car off her feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and did Charlotte not get a boot in her face in the knee. window? Yeah. Knee you've ever seen Charlotte. Oh, that knee, yeah. <laughs> I love how they thought these people are fighting in a large area. So let's put them in a closed area. I, I hope they don't fight again. I know, I know it's entertainment and all that, but that's the worst cops I've ever seen. <laughs> it, was, it was a moment of Ronda and Becky in the car, just like the, the one moment of pause looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> just recently, get the perfect, just dub over it. Ready? Fight! Round <laughs> one! Something I've quite enjoyed as well uh, from the 205 Lives that he did the main roster. Gulak! Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do not speak to your cruiserweight champion like that. Exactly. <laughs> Show some decorum. I enjoyed the the fatal four way with uh, I believe it was Tazawa, Itami, Buddy Murphy, and Kalisto mm-hmm. at the Royal Rumble. Buddy Murphy as a champ was great. Oh, Tony Nice. Oh, that match that was so oh, good. Yes. Tony Nice was a bit of an outside bet for me. I I was in and out at two or five live at the time. I then continued to watch as he was champion and you could see why they booked him as champion and then the triple threat match with Tazawa, Gulak and uh, Nice there as Dave excitedly burst into flames there as he went <laughs> Gulak! <laughs> Gulak winning the title I've enjoyed 205 Finally. Live Finally! I've enjoyed 205 Live immensely this year Dave are you looking forward to your appearance at Evolve? I mean he's had a He's had matches with Matt Riddle, he's had matches with Kushida, mm-hmm. um, which has very been highly commended as well. He's a submission. Oh, you're referring to yourself in the fuck person. <laughs> <laughs> but what the Drew says. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smell what the Drew is cooking? Moving so film. You will not want my PowerPoint. Like, he's cooking whole games. The best thing about that four way is Nigel McGuinness's nickname in 
Hey, do you know Tommy's the Don from Nihon? <laughs> <laughs> no one. Like, Sorry, Nigel, that's just... You probably went back to you watched them imagine, like, like, I'm off to New Japan. Uh, <laughs> um, and another thing from WWE this year, we mentioned it in the break, the 24-7 title. Yep. It has been just... It is the thing I look for. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown like, full, fully. I watch the clips on YouTube. It's the first thing I look for. Anything related 24-7 title. Because you just want to know who has it. I'm getting married! <laughs> I didn't know Carmella was getting married. <laughs> well, we know you're getting married, but... <laughs> yeah, I want that pale. <laughs> no, not that left scene that. was amazing. Well, yeah. uh, it's alright, Hornswoggle. I'm not Hornswoggle! <laughs> I'm just a small man. <laughs> so, like, he comes to the one to Raw after his win. I want the love of my life back. See, Truthy just wants his wife. Talking about the championship. People have been saying it's that and the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, oh it's fuck. just, it's out there things as well. Some, when WWE goes out there and goes all in with it, it's it's funny. Oh, oh, no, no, like, all in. no pun intended. <laughs> but you know, when they go, when they just go for it and go, we're going to do something fun, we're going to do something wacky and creepy, it's fun. See when they stop, start things and then go, why did these funny things get over on the independent scene but not here? It's like, because you're not putting the effort on it. Mm-hmm. But um, we've had the title change hands on a golf course, at a wedding, on a plane, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what else? Backstage, while Robert Roode was trying to get in a taxi. In the ring. Back under in the, the ring. ring. Under the ring. Outside the ring. Outside the ring. I don't know how he saw that happen. Our first chap was Titus O'Neil because he grabbed it. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Roode pinned him. Surely a battle royal would have been more fitting. Yeah, back, surely. You know? I, I thought that at the start, but then now you just yeah, look at it and go, it, it fits the chaos. Yeah, you need it to be silly, like mm. next scrap. No, make it a ladder match. Like, imagine all those guys in a ladder match, like, just but going it for it. It's not a hardcore title, it doesn't have to be hardcore, it's just literally, it's defended at all times. No, just, just hang it above the ring and just say, like, first person to grab it, regardless, gets right. to be the first champion. Like, my ultimate goal, I uh, hope, for this title is for Matt Hardy to go walking again, win it, and then he invites all these superstars to the compound to try and take the belt from him. Confront his old nemesis, Maxwell Hardy. <laughs> you have people going into the lake of reincarnation. Yeah. Arthur goes in, comes in, it's Kay Quick. What's going to be brilliant is when Drake <clears throat> on his honeymoon gets pinned by his wife. Oh. That'd be great. <laughs> See, I look forward to your Yeah, like, you know, truth is my man, but I'm, I'm preparing myself for Carmella oh. eventually pinning him. Oh, what would happen when I make him all in? Drake gets pinned by his wife, she lies down, and Truth shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and then Maverick catches Truth and. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, oh this is right in itself here. I'm not going further. This oh. is right in itself. I'm not going further. I, I, I can't wait for one of these. Now we get these old school Raws. Or old school Smackdowns. There's rumours that they're trying to get a lot of legends and celebrities in for the premiere of Smackdown on Fox. I want to see like Adam Sandler was in the crowd for WrestleMania 21. I want to see Billy Madison win the 24 7 <laughs> title. All that be rolled up by the delivery guy from Big Daddy. Like, <laughs> well, then, well then, handicapped by the bushwhackers. Like, you, know, you want like, someone from NXT to win it so you can have all these skits for the big performance there. Like, somebody goes down on the weight machine, someone just pins their shoulders down with the weights just to keep them. Would that- Actually, that's quite creative, actually. Uh, but one thing I will say about the 24-7 Championship is the title itself is garbage. 
Like I don't think it matters. I just can't take it seriously. Like I, I really you not? Well, meant to take it the seriously. concept itself is great, but That's the, the, the championship itself, I just can't look at it. It is a lazy design, but at the same time, it's a lazy. It, the, the title design doesn't matter. I think the AEW title looks. Honestly, I'm not big on that, but it's going to be the world title and it's going to be treated with prestige. <clears throat> this is a comedy title. It's treated with comedy and it is funny. The things our truth and Drake Maverick are doing are funny, so it doesn't really matter. If you take fight everything so seriously, you may lose the ability to just look at it as it should be a laugh. Mm-hmm. But right. um, I'll just focus on the concept and I won't look at the title. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do agree with you what is on the title, but you know. Oh, that primary four could do a better design. <laughs> but Scott, quickly before we move on to our closing bits. Sorry, I wanted uh, to briefly talk about the Firefly Funhouse. Like, like, uh, like, randomly the other day I just sat down and I watched like all the skits like from like start to finish and like you can see the progression of this character mm-hmm. he gets from subtlety just straight creepy mm-hmm. and then the fact that they haven't had one in like two weeks is worrying me a wee bit because it's like I'm just worried about like it's one of the things like you need to go all out with like the weirdness of it or just don't do it at all. Yeah. Because it's going kind to of dreamy. Like, it's one thing to have it, like, doing the pre tapes, but, like, having them actually in the arena as well. Actually having matches. How will he still change? He's going to wear that fiend, like, mask during these matches. Like, and also he's got this cool thing, the gloves. They only use them to heart and the heel. Like, he teases the times and he puts the heel one and he doesn't attack some, like, Two Face with his coin. Mm-hmm. That'd be actually quite good. Right, so before we wrap up the show, You've got 20 seconds each, just guys. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are now in charge of Raw and SmackDown. We've not had a chance to touch on that because so much has happened in WWE in 2019. Just your hopes going forward for WWE in 2019, Stephen? Just a better product that'll make us enjoy the whole whole wrestling scene. Fair enough, Scotty? Uh, Just for the two brands to feel different. A different feel would be nice. David? Uh, Brand split, long-term booking, and something a bit edgier. Fair enough, and Quacker? Something that touches the heart. I'm not emotionally attached to much of WWE at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I think that as well, that is a complaint. You were so invested in Seth, Becky and Kofi winning from there. There is no emotional investment. No. Mm-hmm. It's all gone now. Yeah. So before we quickly wrap up, uh, maybe a Bobby Lashley winning the title for Kofi and Kofi trying to win it back. Getting so close every time. Mm-hmm. What about Truth the 24-7 title? Surely that's... I want to see Truth a hundred time champion before this time. Yeah. I, I want is, to see R Truth one hundred times. This is him finally getting his juice though, this is a really good thing. If <clears throat> I hope for the twenty four seven championship, if you look up the DDT Ironman Championship, it's a title that's had over a thousand reigns. Celebrities, wrestlers, the title itself have had reigns with the title, honestly. <laughs> what? The one hundredth champ no, the one hundred or one thousand champion was the title itself because the title fell on top of the holder. So, <laughs> so the ref made the count. This is this is porn to me, mate. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, will, I will link you the list of champions. I can't, win the title. I can't, I can't cope. I can't win the title, and then I technically lost my forfeit when somebody Stop offered it. that cheating. They changed for the title. Stop it. Was it Rhino that offered a fan one? And was it Rhino? I Rhino like Rhino instead of paying him for an autograph, just give me the belt. Yeah, give me the belt, and I'll give you a photo and an autograph. <laughs> so, as we. Go into the wacky fun world of the 24-7 title and the DDT Ironman Championship. Uh, I want to thank my panel, Stephen. Thank you, Ross. Scotty. Thank you. Dave. Thank you. Quacky.
This has been the best of 2019 so far. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope we've touched on a lot of things you like. Next week, uh, Stephen Wilson's back in the hosting chair. The start of our three-week stretch of ICW shows, I believe. We're going to be talking about STIs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as Charles Boyle makes that. <laughs> Did you make an appointment again, Stephen? <laughs> as Charles Boyle sits there talking about his STDs. <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant William Grange and Nicky Dyles. <laughs> you made a rough decision with that, <laughs> We will be talking ICW tag team division. The best tag teams, the tag team division of today. Future tag teams tag team division in general in ICW uh, that's going to be next week but all that remains to say is thank you and good night. listen cunts I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing whatever you think is more important with your life you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions. Get on it right now! Sports Social Podcast Network.